Have you ever thought about the emotional burden we put on children? No, I'm not talking about the education and its related emotions here. There are the experts for that. I'm talking about the most ignored, rather considered non-existent state of emotion, where it begins with us. Expecting the only child in the house to adult up when their siblings are born. We say things like, "You're big now. Only you have to take care of them." You, you, how can you behave like this? He or she is watching you, and what not? Now let's have a small uh, peek into the part which I was mentioning previously, that is about education, but with a different perspective. The emotions and pressures of high expectations that we set on toppers and high scorers. Very late in life, only did I realize that how much pressure they go through with maintaining their grades, ranks, and all that. And that's the reason, probably, why uh, they fail to get along with their social lives and are led to sail alone in the boat with no companions to guide them. Now, fast forward to the twenties, where they are still alone and are still th- by themselves. By now, they're expected to have a steady job, a steady income, and basically everything set for their future. Now, they hesitate again to ask for guidance. and if at all they open up they are considered misfit for the society so what they start doing they start hiding everything within themselves to a point where they either explode or are exhausted by all means and finally they just settle for whatever life gives them what i say is a great kudos and applause to those who fight back get up with a smile and right the wrongs of their life and try to be the hope to those undergoing the same these humans have best understood that life is your best teacher and experience is what equips you a hearty welcome to my podcast women's peria i'm revathi and today we are here for our daily dose of inspiration i and i've got the person about whom i was talking to you i was telling her story to all of you we have deepshika with us and she is one such warrior who has raced to be a a positive person and has started uh, on a sail who has set sail to help and guide the youth of today so that they needn't worry about the things that she endured in her academic and professional journey hello deepshika hello rivti how are you i'm doing good thank you very much how are you I'm great great and thank you so much for inviting me for the podcast. <laughs> totally welcome. I would love to l- listen to your story. But before that uh, Deepshika, uh, I have a small tradition in my podcast. Yeah, sure go ahead. So uh, before we start, just tell me the two affirmations that you tell to your mirror every morning. Okay, so this is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh affirmations uh every morning that when I look into my mirror, I just feel that whatever has happened in the life behind me, I want to be stronger in the future and uh, do the best that I can right now. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I just want to have my own individuality, my own place where from where I can help the youth of this country and be strong enough to have their access to myself mm-hmm. so that they can they do not uh, face the problem similar to mine which i had to endure and they always have somebody to call upon and i just want to be strong enough and be available enough to help them any time that they need me 
so yes this is one affirmation and uh, my second affirmation is that uh, i'm an empath and an environmentalist at heart so i want to help the animals around us who are in pain who are in suffering for which right now i do not have any means or place to do so mm-hmm. and my hands are limited my time is limited mm-hmm. but yeah in near future i'm hoping that one day i'll be be able to help those poor souls who are struggling on their own right now lovely lovely that's a that's a very thoughtful uh, uh, thing that you have said lovely thank you thank you <laughs> okay so moving forward deepshika define yourself tell me who is deepshika okay so i'm basically a 34 year old woman mm-hmm. so i'm already in my midlife mm-hmm. but i wouldn't say it's a crisis <laughs> i'm still uh, waiting for another day a new morning and you know reinventing myself mm-hmm. uh, i was born in up in mm-hmm. renukut a small town uh, industrial town okay i completed my schooling uh, i completed my primary schooling there then we shifted to chennai in the south of india mm-hmm. and my remaining schooling was done there okay. and that was the best part of my life that mm-hmm. has been the most glorious part mm-hmm. after which i went to do my dentistry from himachal pradesh university and uh, post which i decided to pursue the most envied and most uh, uh, ambitious exam of a country that is upsc mm-hmm. so i have been uh, preparing for that since uh, last 4 uh, 5 years but mm-hmm. uh, i i have prepared for that for 4 5 years and then i have started working for another uh, coaching institute which is uh, mentoring uh, aspirants for the same okay okay so yeah this is me right now and uh, that's me <laughs> so uh we earlier conversed right deepshika and you told me that you were a you were a dentist so yeah. how did you tra- tell me about the transition of being from being a dentist to the upsc exams what happened okay okay so uh while i was in school i was a good student like mm-hmm. i never had to suffer or struggle academically mm-hmm. and that gave me a lot of confidence that i want to make it big in life and i was interested in life sciences and biology and so and so mm-hmm. so obviously i gave pmts and uh, uh one a crucial thing that happened at this juncture was while i was in 9th standard i was shifted to a hostel because of certain circumstances in my family mm-hmm. and i couldn't devote so much of time to my studies as i wanted to because uh, hostel was a different experience altogether and took time for me to settle down mm-hmm. so instead of bagging the coveted mbbs seat i had to uh, settle down with the bds seat okay. and while i was in dentistry in my second year and third year mm-hmm. i realized that my heart was not into it not mm-hmm. that it's any lesser of a profession yeah. and kudos to all the dentists think better for myself mm-hmm. uh mds was one of the options but then again it's dentistry so i started thinking of upsc and go to civil services to for the obvious reason as i had stated in introduction also that i really wanted to help people around me hmm. and what better than uh, civil services yes so yes uh, that was the dream and i thought even though it's a very very difficult exam that uh, so many people are giving every year but i had confidence in me and i naively uh, believed that i'll go and in my first attempt itself i'll 
clear the exam and be there. <laughs> but obviously, that's not the case, and it's not a cakewalk. Mm. I realized it later on, so mm-hmm. that's how it happened. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. So okay. What happened with your UPSC journey? You told me you you struggled for four to five years, and then uh, you found a job with a coaching center. So oh. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So what happened that uh, post my dentistry, hmm. I uh, eventually switched to UPSC. And uh, back then, uh, that was in 2010-11. And back then, there were not so many online guidance available. Not so much online guidance available. Yes. Yes. And it was mostly the offline coachings that you had to go to get guided. Hmm. Moreover, uh, while I was in school and while we were shifted to the hostel, uh, hmm. there was something that happened. Hmm. I had my younger brother with me. Okay. So uh, while I was in ninth standard, he was in sixth standard, and he was a very young at a very young age too. Hmm. And all his responsibilities fell upon me, and I become hmm. I became a responsible adult at a very early age hmm. in my life. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh, if I look back right now, I think that I kind of got into an introvert mode and uh, it, I found it difficult to make friends because I had so much on my plate, hmm. you know, struggling by myself and trying to prove that, no, I'm good. I'm good hmm. academically. I'm that good girl. Hmm. I, I didn't want to go down in anybody's eyes that I'm any lesser in any part of my life. Goodness. Another, so, social, another societal pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We realize it way too late that, you know, right. this is not how you're supposed to be yes you are, yes you're allowed to make mistakes yes and that's where i think i started faltering and there was nobody i mean uh if i had been in my own home with my parents maybe they would have guided me better but they hardly knew what's happening with me psychologically so i started getting into that my own zone and mm-hmm. i had a hard time making friends mm-hmm. so the same story continued while i came to delhi it was a new city it was a big city and people were ambitious here nobody had time and i was a bit hesitant to approach people mm-hmm. or teachers for that matter mm-hmm. so even though i joined coaching the coaching was like uh, you know day in and day out they are giving the lectures and they are going out mm-hmm. and there was a huge pile of books Right. Everybody was telling to read this, to read that, and if you do not do this much, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did the biggest mistake of my life. I accumulated all the possible books that could be read in a room, mm-hmm. and I locked myself up. Ooh. I had no social life. I, I was away from social media, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought if I have to make it big in life, I have to work hard. Mm-hmm. Now there's a difference, okay? Working hard doesn't mean that foolishly going uh, right. and blindly going out all there. And you know, uh, this limited time everybody has, and limited energy, limited memory. True, true. So you have to work smart at every yeah. step of your life. Hmm. Now, this is where the importance of friends and guidance and even the emotional support that while you are giving such a big exam, every aspirant hmm. needs that psychological support to hold on to somebody hmm. when you're feeling down and out, when you there are days when you feel that maybe you won't be able to make it. Hmm. And what if you're not able to make it? Hmm. You are at a crucial juncture of your life where your peers have gone ahead. They have bad coveted jobs and everything. And you are still struggling with the questions. What if it? I do not make it? Mm-hmm. So that was a kind of dark phase of my life. I would say not so much so because of the exam, mm-hmm. because of the fact that I was left all alone, physically, yeah. emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. and uh, I had no guidance for the exam also, and I had nobody to talk to. Right, right, right. So how well, did you raise up? 
How did you yeah. raise us? Yeah. So uh, while being in this zone, I carried on for like uh, two hmm. years, and hmm. this uh, resulted in me going into a spiral of depressive episodes, oh. like uh, for two three episodes, and I would zone in and zone out, and it it affected me very badly. Hmm. After a point, I came back home, and then uh, my parents helped me through it. I uh, sought out people to hmm. be there for me when I'm all alone. Hmm. And by God's grace, I found some very wonderful people out there in wow. Delhi. Wow! I'm not saying uh, to all the aspirants out there, this would be my advice, and to all the people listening to me, hmm. ever in your life, if you feel that you are alone, please do not hesitate to reach out. There are wonderful people out there, and you never know. you just meet some very nice supportive helpful good souls you know hmm. and hmm. it it's just your hesitancy which is you know uh, holding you back correct correct it's so, all in your yeah. mind Uh, yeah. yeah. So yes. after mm. a point, uh, mm. those those wonderful friends of mine, mm. uh, they helped me sail through it, mm. and they were there. And by God's fortune, they also guided me through the exam. Mm. And after a point, I started clearing one after another stages of that exam. Uh, after clearing three, four uh, stages, my confidence was back. I was clearing state PCS. I was clearing UPPSCS prelims, mm. and I had given mains. I gained some four, five. means also okay but uh, by then they, it was already 4 years uh, mm-hmm. me preparing for the exam so mm-hmm. obviously there was societal pressure of me to get a job and right. uh, mm-hmm. get married and everything so mm-hmm. uh looking back i should say that despite having all the support despite mm-hmm. being brilliant despite mm-hmm. uh my parents not pushing me for mm. anything which i didn't like mm. i lost out on some of the crucial years of my life mm. mm-hmm. so that was the whole learning that you know mm. in absence of guidance the the only thing missing was guidance and mm. friends and social mm. support which mm. was uh, lacking because of my own uh, hesitancy mm-hmm. so i just thought that uh, if this is what sometimes people miss if they have mm. everything else then mm. why should i not be the that person which maybe the people are looking like aspirants they sometimes they feel that if mm. they make too many friends uh, their time will be you know swamped up and mm. they won't be able to study the friendship have their own uh, costs and pressures right mm. Mm. so sometimes they want to be anonymous and still want the help so i want to be that person for all the uh, aspirants out there who need help who need guidance or mm. who just need an ear to listen mm-hmm. so that's how i came out stronger and i just want to put it out there for everybody that it's not difficult not the exam neither the career not the options that you make mm. sometimes just believe in yourself and reach out so mm. that's the whole i think learning of my story right right so basically you're trying to convey that no one else can understand better because you've been in their shoes right right right, right, right. so wow wow so this yeah. is my little story and uh, hmm. post the after clearing the exams and because i needed the job also hmm. so i joined one of the eminent coaching institutes of delhi and hmm. uh, 
people who want to join coaching institutes also i wouldn't uh, deter them because sometimes you need that extra help hmm. so yeah coachings are there and they are helping beautifully but just that you need to filter out what you need and what's extra out there Hmm. So yeah, you can very well proceed to join the coaching. Also, you can help yourself through online classes. Also, so that's to each his own. Okay. Okay. Right. So right. That's my story professionally. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So okay, so you told me about your ambition. You like you're out there to help the UPSC UPSC aspirants. Yeah. Yeah. So tell yeah. me, where can they find you? Okay. So. for people all those who are looking for me i'll be available soon on the, your very own podcast channel mm-hmm. uh, all about ias by dr deep shikha so obviously i'll be available to address grievances which uh, i think are important mm-hmm. moreover you can uh, mail me you can uh, face you can find me on the facebook on the instagram or on linkedin handles mm-hmm. uh, i'll be sharing the details once i launch my podcast channel Sure. So people I'll be right there for you do not hesitate uh, I'm all ears for all your problems <laughs> Lovely lovely Deepshika all the best for you to start your podcast very soon Thank you thank you so much Revdi Yeah and I strongly believe that it will be of great use to people Oh thank you so much I just hope the same too <laughs> Yes 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 because uh, uh, I've heard like people uh, I come basically come from a place where not much people are uh, into this upsc thing uh uh-huh, okay right so yeah. i i strongly believe that you could reach out to them as well yeah definitely definitely and uh, since i started my upsc journey being a very naive and uh, hmm. you know innocent person about the whole entire process the whole exam hmm. i understand when you come from a place where there's not much happening with respect to this exam you hmm. do not know certain things so right I I hope that I'll be of help to those people. Lovely, lovely. It was great having you here, Deepika. Thank you so much, Revdi. It was great talking to you. I loved it. Yes, and I and I totally say that I've got my today's dose of inspiration from you. Oh, thank you that, so much. Yes, that never back down in life. Definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. It was it was great. Yes, thank you, thank you very much, Deepika. Okay, Ravi. Yes. So, uh, please write to me on how you felt about this episode, and also if you would like to be featured in my podcast and let your story be heard, at women, please mail me at womensperia at gmail dot com, which is spelled as W O M I N S P I R I A at gmail dot com. Find me in my Instagram handle, womensperia. You can also find me in my Facebook handle, which is Ravi Rajagopal. And to listen to my son's curious questions and my conversations with him. Find us in Instagram and Spotify as Shashu and Amma. Until next time, this is Reeti signing off from Women's Peria, contagiously inspiring. Thank you very much.